0: That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. And you can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Thank you for joining me again on another uh, installment of Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, tonight, we're going to continue in the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15-29, through 29. And we're going to be looking at quite a few things, um, but the theme that I'm going to use tonight um, is Abide in Him. And um, it's, it was a fascinating study. I loved it, and I can't wait to share it with you. Uh, remember, this is a previously recorded podcast, so join me now as uh, we continue in the book of 1 John, chapter 2. And hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again on another Thursday. And uh, we're going to be continuing in the book of 1 John. First John chapter 2. Uh, remember, we only made it through about half of the uh, chapter last time. So I encourage you to go back and um, uh, watch the or listen to the other uh, videos or podcasts and you get caught up. But uh, open up your King James Bible and get started right away. Um, of course, all the introduction stuff, you guys know that um, if you've been watching for a while or listening for a while, you know which platform you like to listen or watch on, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or um you know, all of the podcast platforms and so forth and so on. Remember, on podcasts, you need to look up Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast and you'll be able to find it there uh, just about on any of the major platforms uh, that you can think of. And again, you can always reach me at, at yahoo.com if uh, you find one that uh, you like to listen to or whatever app you like to listen to and I'm not on there, you just let me know, okay? And you can also use at Yahoo. To also reach out to me, I had a great conversation. Um, boy, I guess that was a couple nights ago with uh, with uh, brother Andrew, and uh, boy, it was it was great to talk to you, brother. And uh, if you're watching this, as I I'm pretty sure you are, but if uh, you're watching this later on, I had a great time in the Lord with uh, my brother in Christ. Um, he was about as far away as you can possibly get from me uh, on the almost on the other side of the world from me. So, um, anyways. Uh it was good to talk to you and uh we, we went through a lot of good things um which is between the two of us and uh we had a good time of fellowship and and, and opening up the word of God. Um I, don't know something that I can think, just think I can think of here. Uh, things are going well. Um just you know, working every day and Trying to get through uh, one day at a time as the Lord wills, and um, uh, but tonight um, we're getting into back into the book of First John, and again, if you're listening or watching for the first time, thank you so much for for joining me here on this channel. Um, this is let this mind be in you. Um, it, it's Philippians two five, and you can look that up as as well. And um, that's just the theme. Uh, that's the whole entire motivation behind this channel um, is to just. Teach the word, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, as the Bible says. Okay, 1 John chapter 2. And uh, we'll read verse 15. Even though we left off in verse 15 last time, I want to go ahead and and, uh, start there. And let's read it one more time. I'm going to try to follow my notes as much as I can, but I only jot down a few little things um, that come to mind um, as I'm studying through. So uh, there's not a a point by point or something like that. But. I'm gonna to try to stick with it because I got a lot to cover in just these short uh, 14 verses that we're gonna to cover tonight. 14, 15 verses. So, anyways, uh, let's reread uh, verse 15, and remember the. I guess you would think the theme um, is are you know I mentioned it last time I believe uh, are you in the faith? And let's read verse 15 again. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father. Is not in him now. That should be a very sobering thought. And you and you might be asking, you say, you know, uh, brother Mike, um, what do you mean by "Are you in the faith"? Well, turn over real quick to Second Corinthians chapter five, and um, I just wanted to read this because you know, when I ask this question, I'm not um, I'm not just like making up a question or something like that. It's straight from the Bible. So let's go to Second Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen. 2 Corinthians chapter thirteen, and let's look at uh, verse number five. It says here, "Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye know ye not your own selves? How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates." It's a question. It's a very important question. It's a vital question. Are you playing church? Are you playing like you're say that you're saved? Are you are you playing the game? Are you trying to put on a facade? The question here is very simple. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. It's a it's a very good question to ask. There's one of two ways, one of two things that's happening with you. You're either in the faith or you're not. And it's a very sobering thought. But see, I can't know that about you, not to 100% certainty. I can never know that. the The verse... Five here is very explicit. Examine yourselves. Now, salvation is not dependent upon you. He did the work. Salvation is by faith. We we get that. Uh, We can read Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and all sorts of other different uh, verses on that. It's not of works of your righteousness, not of works of righteousness, which you have done. It's his righteousness. Now, if that's happened, only you know that. And the spirit should be telling you that. And there's trust me, take it from me. We can walk afar off. Uh, I have a couple videos um, uh, speaking about that um, on this channel. Um, What's on my mind series. I, I talked about that quite a bit. I can't remember. Um, oh, remember who you are. Uh, if you look up that "What's on My Mind" series, and um, if you look up that title, I mean that's 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 exactly what uh, this verse is kind of talking about here. Only you know. Re- but if you are in the faith, remember who you are. That was the, uh, the point of the entire video that I did before, or the entire teaching I did before on that. But just remember, I'm not making this uh, up as some sort of question. I'm trying to get you to question your faith. With, um, Paul is saying here in Second um, Corinthians, examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. That's all he's asking you to do. It's it's an eternal decision. So please, please examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. And I think that's really the focus here of John here. As he's writing to, uh, I believe, believers, okay, Um, a group of believers that he would write this to. Um, This was many, many years after Jesus had ascended into heaven. Um, I, I don't know the exact date, uh, that this was written, but I know it was very it was a, it was a few years let 's put it that way, after Jesus Christ had ascended into heaven, he had already died, he, he had already was the propitiation for our sins, he always, he already raised victorious over death and hell. he had already ascended back into the Father and um, where, he made, where he makes intercession for us, and he also said he would send his spirit and he, that's already happened and so forth and so on. So now John is writing to a group of believers there. Knowing full well that there were some that had already left. We'll get to that here in a moment. That were not in the faith. Knowing full well. So he's, he's through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they telling him what to write down. He's asking the same exact question in a different way. He's giving examples of what should be showing forth out of you. What should be working on the inside of you. But like Paul says, examine yourselves. So that's verse 15. You see that if you love the world, not that if you fall into the world or you, you, you get in the flesh and you live like almost like the prodigal son you're, you're away from, but you don't cease to be his son. You get the, you get the point. But at the, at the same time, the prodigal son didn't cease to be his son. He was out of fellowship with the, with the father for sure. And he had to come to the end of his own self-righteousness there and get out of the pig pen and go back home. Um, He didn't cease being his son. He was still his son. You just need to know if you're in the family. And this is the thing it talks about. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, this could be momentarily. But if it's a continuous thing within you, if you just... Find yourself not having any difficulties whatsoever loving the world. I I just question you again to examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Please. Verse number 16. Here's a very interesting verse. It says here, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Um, here's a very good litmus test, so to speak, of, you know, what's of the world. Um, I think we all know this already. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 6, and verse 16 through 19, let's turn there real quick. Proverbs
1: chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. And verse number,
0: oh, I went too far. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 16 uh, through 19 says, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, a hands, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devise, deviseth wicked imagination, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and last thing, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Now, we know this is instruction in righteousness here uh, in the book of Proverbs, but it's really good, and it's very interesting that the last thing that's used there is sow's discord among the brethren. Um, this ties right into what John's talking about, these people that went out from them, as we'll see again in a minute. But you notice these three different things. Uh, we're going back to First John here. The lust of the flesh. Well, that covers quite a few things, doesn't it? I mean, it's, that can be just about anything. But also, it says, in the lust of the eyes. Remember Jesus told these um, people as he walked through in his earthly ministry there, as he walked through, they say, he's like, you know, everybody was like, oh, we keep them commandments. And he said, if you looked upon a woman, this is paraphrasing, of course, well, if you looked upon a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart already. So there's more the lust of the eyes but it doesn't have to necessarily even be about women. I really want this thing and I'm going after these things, the lust of the eyes. You're seeing these things Boy, they have this. I don't so to speak.
1: And then it says here and the pride of life
0: being about yourself. Now, again, we are still in this, this, this flesh. We can still get like this at times and we struggle with, with the flesh all the time. In fact, I talked to my brother Aaron just—I uh, think it was yesterday—about this same exact thing. Just talking about, boy, we're just ready to go home. <laughs> we're ready to be out of this flesh. We don't have to struggle with that flesh anymore. That's—we want to be in a house not made with hands, you know, where we're ready for that—that that, that heavenly house, that tabernacle that we're going to put on, uh, where we don't have to worry about these the sin nature anymore. Either caught up or whether that's in death or so to speak, you know, the physical death. We know that at that moment, we don't truly die. We live forever, internal, eternally, have everlasting life because of him. But we don't have to struggle with the flesh anymore. That's the pride of life, though. You're just holding on to this life so much because you're just so prideful in it. It's okay to be... Um, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do with all thy might kind of things. I mean, do work hard, provide for your family, but don't have the, the temporal on your mind all the time. All this stuff will burn up one day
1: with a fervent heat, the Bible calls it. Be about the eternal.
0: But as you see here, for all that's in the world, this is just giving the examples of everything that's in the world. It's not of the Father. But is of the world, and look at verse seventeen. And the world passeth, passeth away, and the lust thereof; but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now, if you just read this out of context, again, remember we we started talking about in First John. You know these guys that talk about you could be, um, you know perfect, sinlessly perfect in this life, or or if you're, you, you cease doing the will of the father, you know, you're, you're going along, but yet you fall into this sin or you go over this direction and you're not doing the will of the father, you're no longer saved. No, because we know that's him that provides the salvation. We got all that. We've already covered that quite a bit, but look at what it says here. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Here's a real good uh, verse for you to turn to, Galatians chapter one and verse four. Galatians chapter one verse four. Now we went through the book of Galatians, but as I was studying through First John here, I just said, "Huh, I wonder if there's something that correlates with the will." Because remember what I talk about—you coming to the end of your own will, coming to the end of your own self. You know that godly sorrow which worketh repentance. All these different kinds of things means you're placing your will underneath His. You're finally saying, it's on you. Coming to the end of yourself and not trying to be about yourself and trying to save yourself. Coming to that godly sorrow, repentance of sins, plural, knowing that you are a sinner. But look at Galatians chapter 1 and verse 4.
1: Let's actually, let's
0: start in verse 3. Grace be to you and peace from God, the Father, and from our our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Don't you remember uh, in Luke, Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22 and verse 42, where he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Let's turn to it real quick. Luke chapter 22.
1: God of this universe
0: humbled himself, took on the form of a servant. In Luke chapter 22, here's the ultimate servant heart right here. The servant heart. Chapter 22 and verse number 42 says, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done he was coming to die for you and for me and for the sins plural of the entire world to take them away that's the will so do doeth the will of god abideth forever in verse 17 he's not willing that any should perish now this is instruction in righteousness but second peter chapter 3 and verse 9 talks about this very thing not willing that any should perish. That's not his will. He doesn't want you to die and go to hell, but he he is a righteous God. He has provided the way for your sins to be forgiven, and he cannot be in the presence of sin. Therefore, if you make the decision to reject that free
1: gift of God, the gift of God,
0: You'll die in your sins and go to a devil's hell. This was, it was prepared for the devil and his angels. He's not willing that you should go there. He humbled himself and took on the form of a servant to die for you, to be that perfect, sinless sacrifice, to be that lamb that was slain.
1: Please, do the will. <laughs> do the will of the Father here. Do the will of God. The will of God abideth forever.
0: We're going to see this, this term used a lot. In fact, I'm going to label this, uh, this uh, teaching time here, this, this video, this uh, podcast, abide in him. He's wanting to come in a, to abide, live in you. He's willing to do that. He wants that to happen, but he's not a robber where he's going to
1: break down the door. You have to
0: come to the end of yourself. And it's not a, I guess it's not a term that I don't think I can find anywhere in the Bible where it says accept him. But you need to come to the end of yourself and receive the free gift of
1: salvation. It's freely given. But you have to
0: come to the end of yourself. He's not going to remove you out of the way and take, take you by force. He provided. He took the wrath. He took the beatings. He took the nails. He took the thorns in his, in his brow for you. The beatings, the cat of nine tails for you and me. Amen. Now pay close attention to verse 18 uh cuz i i just we just hear this kind of stuff all the time it's the last days it's the last days we're living in the last days brethren we've been living in the last days for a long time and just because it's getting worse and worse and i completely agree we're living in the last days look at what the verse 18 says look at the look at it though but let the word say what it's going to say read it for what it says little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, so that's future tense, right? Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Huh. Very interesting. But pay close attention to what this is. Look at verse number 19. They went out from us. Uh Uh-oh. But they were not of us. Now, wait a minute. What did it just get? Who is the they? Who is the they? It refers back to the antecedent to this personal pronoun or this pronoun here. They is referring back to the Antichrist. You're saying that there could be Antichrist among us? Yes, the spirit of Antichrist, as we're going to get down into here. But it's very interesting that to me, what this is saying here, they went out from us. The same people that deny Christ, as we are to get into, or they go out from us. They don't want to have anything to do with Jesus Christ. Now, they want to have stuff to do with church, right? Church, quote unquote. unquote. They want to have stuff to do with religion. But you start opening up the word of God and saying, hey, let's just follow this you'll quickly find out a lot of people don't want to be about the word. They don't want to be about Christ. They are anti-Christ. And that's a hard thing to say because a lot of people say, oh, no, I love the Lord. Really? Well, let's, let's do his will here. Let's, uh, let's open up and see what he says for us to do. Well, I don't know if I should follow all that. I mean, uh, come on now. It's just very interesting that it ties right back into verse 18. Let's read the rest of it. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Remember, we've talked about what manifest is. Shown clearly. That's the dictionary definition of it. Manifest. Shown clearly. But verse twenty, you have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Now, if you look up Holy One uh, in your Bible, just do a word search of Holy One. Okay, the Holy One, capital H, capital O, Holy One. You'll find it all throughout the Old Testament. I just want you to remember that as we read the rest of this. Now, look who the Holy One is, and ye know all things. Well. Verse 20 is sitting in here. This is the only time that the term unction is used. And when I looked up unction, here, let me pull it up real quick here. I I actually have it pulled up this time, so it won't take very long. Right here, the act of anointing. We know the anointing of the Holy Spirit, right? So we know that this is speaking of the Holy Spirit. Well, read your, your Old Testament and look up the Holy One. There's no contradictions in the Bible, y'all. There is not one single one. It's very, it's very interesting. Look it up for yourself. Now, we know this is only used, this is the only place it's used, the word unction in, in, in the entire King James Bible. We know this is the Holy Spirit anointing because we look down to verse 27. Look at, let's read that real quick. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. Received, but who? Jesus said, "I will come to you. I I will send my Spirit into the world. I, I will come to you, so forth and on. And he will He will teach you all things, and so forth and so on. We know that this is the Holy Spirit. Verse twenty seven. We'll come back to that in a minute. But look at something very interesting, real quick. Because um, if you look um, a couple videos ago, I did a video with my dad, the three keys of Peter, and the last key was to the Gentiles. Right? We talked about this. Cornelius character here, the uh, centurion Cornelius of the Italian band, but it's in Acts chapter 10, and let's look at this, because the same word anointing is going to be used, and we'll be able to see the Godhead used in one verse. That's very fascinating. Look at verse number 34. Let's start in verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth, he's speaking to Cornelius, and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Accepted with him. Because of what Jesus has done, right? The word which God sent unto the children of Israel. Huh. Preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Jesus is Lord of all. Says it right there. Verse 37. That word, I say ye know which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached. Hmm. Remember that account, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now you can read that again on your own. Uh, Go back to that other video, uh, the three keys of Peter to see a lot more about that. But I just think that's very fascinating there. How God, speaking of the Father, we know that from the account, anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus was there, with the Holy Ghost. These three are one. We'll get to that in 1 John chapter 5, okay? It's just fascinating that the Godhead is right there. The anointing, though, just keep that in mind because we're going to keep reading in 1 John 2. Let's keep going. Let's look in now in verse number 21, back in 1 John chapter 2. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Now, right away, you're like, well, no, one who denies that? There's a lot of people that deny that Jesus is fully God, period. <laughs> I don't know what else, how else to say it, but they do. And it's very dangerous. Now, out of ignorance, that's one thing. But to say that Jesus isn't fully God is very dangerous because, look, keep reading. And you need not, all right, let's see, um, where did I leave off here? Oh, sorry, verse 21. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. Jesus Christ is the Father and the Son. Well, how can that be? They're separate. Absolutely, they are separate. These three are one, though. <laughs> if you Again, we've talked about that before. It will drive you kind of crazy to try to ponder this kind of stuff because you cannot receive it by intellect. It's by faith but they are the same being. They are the same being, but separate. Look at verse 23. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. I and the Father are one, Jesus said. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Now, why is that? Because Jesus said, I am he. They asked him who he was, and he said, I am he. They said, you're not even... You know, you're know, you not even 50 years old. How can you be the one that Abraham saw? Again, go look it up. Go read it. He said, before Abraham was, I am. They wanted to kill him right away. The reason being because he claimed to be Jehovah God. Now, either Jesus was a liar, a lunatic, or he was telling the truth. I choose that he has said what he meant to say because he is the truth when he said i am the way the truth and the life separate but the same being there's one god the holy one keep reading
1: let that therefore abide in you
0: now this word abide if you just look it up i mean you can go to john 12:46 john 14:16 john 15:4 through 10 and again, it's going to say it in verse 20 to 27. But if you look this up in verse 24 here, let's turn to one. Let's see. Let's go to John 14, 16. Just to, just to show again that this is talking about the Holy Spirit, Christ's spirit that's in us. John chapter 14 and verse 16 says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Keep reading.
1: I will not leave you comfortless. I
0: will come to you. Um, Brother Mike, I I can't make sense of that. That that just blows my mind to think about that, that these three separate uh, members are are one being, and they can all claim the other title and not be contradicting anything, period. I can't explain it, and I've told you this a thousand times, it seems like, on this channel and uh, through the teachings alone. Everywhere that I've taught, I can't explain it. I just know what the Bible says. Who abides with you? The Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I abide with you. The Father abides with <laughs> you. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I know. You take it by faith. But I know there's no contradiction in the word. <laughs> Let's keep reading. This gets even better. If you read the Bible for what it says, don't try to read into it. Just read it for what it says. And then compare scripture with scripture. Doesn't contradict. Oh, nope, that sure doesn't contradict. It seems like it does sometimes, right? You're like, oh, I just can't make it can't make sense of that i guarantee the problems with us if we can't make sense of something it's not a contradiction i guarantee you that excuse me (sighs) but uh, as we look there in john 14 uh, you can look at those other ones and then again in verse 27 but let's keep reading verse 24 let's do it one more time let that therefore abide in you what what abide in you it just said the son and the father hath the Father also, in verse number 23, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. You will do that because He seals you. He is the sealing. That's uh, Ephesians 1, I think, in verse 13. Wherein you're sealed. Sealed by what? The Holy Spirit. That is the... uh, the, the purchase I uh, say so what, what's the word I'm, the earnest the earnest money that is that is the promise that is the gift of God that it seals you. We haven't been our flesh hasn't been um, uh, made perfect yet that's why I just said we can't live a sinlessly perfect life in this flesh. We have to walk in the spirit in order to be let him live through us, so walk ye. And if we get in the way, this flesh gets in the way, which is the struggle, which is the constant struggle, we're going to make mistakes and sin, period. But that's not what we're counting on to abide. That's not what we're counting on to, to seal us. It's the anointing. Now look, verse number 25, and this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life. Because of the Spirit that is in you, if you are saved, you have eternal life. That is the promise. You can't, and God is not slack concerning his promises, period. You should be rejoicing. It should drive you to want to walk in the Spirit. Do you always? Of course not. But you will want to abide, or as far as, um, excuse me, not abide, you will want to walk in. You're not going to want to love the world. Not for very
1: long, because that chastening's coming if you are in Him. Verse number, uh, let's we'll see
0: here. Oh, and remember we talked about Judaizers here before, the ones that were trying to bring people under bondage again. But these same people, they like the Antichrist, the ones that are anti Jesus Christ preaching Christ crucified, the simplicity of the gospel, those that want to just completely contend about everything else and just want to just be like, no, this isn't good enough. I'm going to go my own separate ways.
1: I worry. I do. But again, answer the question. Search yourself. Whether you be in the faith.
0: Verse number 27. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. He abides in you; you abide in him. You're in the Father's hand; you're in Christ's hand. He is in you; the Father is in you; the Spirit is in you. It's like all these things, you can't. Walk away from that.
1: Examine yourself though, whether you be in the faith.
0: but once you are in the faith, remember who you are. Bring unto bondage yourself and your flesh by letting the spirit lead. Surrender to the spirit. We're almost done here. <laughs> look at verse 28 and now Little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, uh uh-oh, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Who comes? Who is coming? Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who shall appear? Jesus? Is this a contradiction? No. Who's abiding in you? uh, The Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit going to appear?
1: Is this a contradiction? No. Jesus will appear. You won't be ashamed
0: because you're in him. No one gets to the Father but by me, Jesus said. Look, folks, I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. You are a sinner. You are undone. You are separated from the love of God, but because of his love and dying for you on a cross, shedding his blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins to take your place. That wrath was meant for you.
1: You are subject to wrath, but because of him, we are no longer subject to wrath. Therefore, when he shall appear,
0: when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. That's why we can come boldly into the throne room because we have, have, we have access because of him, because he is the high priest and has now made us priests and kings so that we can have access to the Father. Boy, amen and amen. This, this is so good. Don't get wrapped around the, the, the Godhead issue, so to speak. If you're new, just have faith. And know who you are now. Remember who you are and how you have access, your position now, because of Christ and what he did for you. You should be rejoicing. He'll teach you. You'll learn. You'll read through this and just for what it says, and you're like, well, yeah, I believe that. And, you know, I, I don't have, I don't have trouble, you know, I don't. I don't mind uh, discussing the Bible with people. And if they ask me, well, how does this work? I don't know. I just know what the Bible says here. And I have faith in it. Verse 29, we'll wrap it up. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. The only way you can do anything righteous is through him. Now that you're saved. If you're unsaved, You're not saved. You don't have the gift of God, the Holy Spirit in you. Your righteousness is yours, but it's as filthy rags. It's not good enough. won't get you there. Won't do it. You're undone. So once again, you're not saved. That's the free gift of salvation. Come to the end of yourself. Cry out to God today. He's he's ready for you to just come to the end of yourself, that godly sorrow. Just know that you're a sinner. That sin has separated you. But because of him, because of what he did for you, the death, burial, and resurrection, the simplicity of the gospel, here's the good news. That's what the gospel means. The good news is you don't have to be separated for all of eternity. The good news, the gospel is, the simplicity of it is, come to the end of yourself. He does the work. He already did it. He accomplished it on the cross when he said, it is finished. After that, you'll learn about something even greater because once the spirit is in you, you'll understand that the burial and the resurrection has even more meaning. Not only that the fact that he's God, he took on the form of a a servant like this human and he died for us. He shed his blood for us. Death, burial. He was buried for three days and three nights, but he rose again, victorious over death for you. So you'll never have to die. And sure, in the flesh you may die. You may get hit by a bus tomorrow. Tomorrow's not assured. Time is short. Life is but a vapor. A vapor is something that appears for a moment and then vanishes away. That's how quick it can go. Don't wait till it's too late.
1: He's got he's given you the free gift. He's offered it to you, this gift of God. And Christian, Church of the Living God. Believer, after you've
0: examined yourself, whether you be in the faith, abide in him. Remember who you are. Abide in him. He's abiding in you, but you've got to remember to abide in him. (laughs) That's the hard part. Only can be accomplished through the Spirit. Surrender your will. His will is first of all that you get saved, and once you're saved, you still surrender your will to him each and every day. second of every single day so that you can abide in him. Thanks for joining me for the rest of 1 John chapter 2. I really, really enjoyed this. I I know I went kind of fast. I wanted to make this uh, under 45 minutes if I could, and I think I've hit the mark. So thank you for joining me again. I love you in the Lord. Examine yourself. And join me next time as we get into First John chapter 3. If there's not another video uh, prior to that, I just don't know only as the Lord wills. So I really appreciate it. Share, subscribe, like, uh, do all those things. Comment below. Um, you know how the algorithms work. Um, if the more you comment, the more you share, the more you like and everything like that, the more it drives it up so where somebody could just be stumbling through, looking up different things on, on YouTube, and maybe we'll hear 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes of the gospel. And that's why I do this. This is the world's largest street corner. I'm just trying to preach. Preach the word. So, like, share, subscribe. It's not to do anything. I don't get mon- I'm not monetized. It doesn't pay me a cent. But what it does do is try to drive the, the message out even more. So that somebody can potentially come across it, Lord willing. And if uh, you come across this video and, you know... The Lord works on your heart. Keep reading the Bible. Keep just reading. Let the the spirit keep working on you. And uh, he'll bring those that are looking for light more light. Remember, he's not willing that you should perish. He wants to save you. Absolutely wants to do it. Okay? So if you do do that, if you have a, some sort of testimony of that or in some way that's been helpful, some of these videos have been helpful, praise the Lord, all praise, honor, and glory to him. But leave me a note in the comment section below or on L- at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you. Love you in the word. Love you, love you, love you. God bless you.
1: Good night.